Welcome back to Talking Flick, where we talk about anything and everything, but mostly movies and TV. I'm Tyler, and as always, my co-host, Ryan and Nick. Hey, we had a great day today, everyone. Oh, we learned our ABCs. <laughs> we made it way, oh, our way to the Magic too. Mountain. And <laughs> I found my hat. But remember, I'm back and you can't keep me down. Can't keep him down. He made it weird. Was there an usual. inspiration behind that one or was it just like... God, I hope not. No. Five minutes before? <laughs> okay, let's see where this goes. <laughs> All I can say is with Talking Flick, it takes an outsider. Yeah, the only thing, <laughs> only on Talking Flick, we go from the disaster artist of the great Tommy Wiseau and Spotlight. With, Stella, you know, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome, America. It could have been you. <laughs> it could have been you, Robbie. It could have been you. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. Anyways, enough of uh, last week's stuff. No laughing. Uh, yeah, we'll see about that. Anyways, uh, uh, so before we get into it, we'll just start off with movie news. Do you have any bit of movie news There's at all? There's a decent Nick? amount. I yeah, have so crazy. much. I want you to tell me what's okay to talk about. Um, Everything's okay. Well, let's talk about my favorite thing first. All right. The thing I've been wanting all Give me the mutants. Long. Give me the new ones. <laughs> Not only do I want mutants, but I want new mutants. That's great. Yeah, that's perfect. So new mutant tickets are on sale now. You can actually go buy a ticket and on watch it. Sale to do what? Does that guarantee, <laughs> oh, guarantee that the movie's going to be in the theater when you I buy mean, a ticket? I, maybe. I mean, I don't <laughs> think they're going to hand out refunds because they're all broke now, but, yeah. <laughs> but you know. Tyler, I could sell you a ticket right now. I could just true. write on a piece of paper. <laughs> they're on sale out of the back of my car. They've been on sale for weeks. <laughs> I got all these tickets, man. How many new mutants you want? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's on sale and apparently it looks like it's coming out <laughs> You want a Wolverine, next I'll Friday. get you a Wolverine, all right? I, I don't I think, think there's a Wolverine in that no, one. No, there's not, right? But, Tyler, more than is, but isn't that a weird headline, though? New Mutant tickets are available as opposed to the movie is out. Well, the movie's out yeah. next Friday, or I guess technically <laughs> Thursday night, and then Friday is is when it's going to debut. I don't and know. So, Usually when I've been movie comes before. To, yeah, I, when yeah. a movie comes yeah. to the How many theater, times has saying, the New Mutants almost been out? Exactly. Uh, it's got to be like 25 it's, times. Yeah, well... Like at least five, right? Cause... It was filmed in 1950. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of post-production here. I just, I just think it's weird that it's like, okay, you could spend money now, and it's not. Oh, the movie is gonna be on I, Friday. I know this is an audio medium, but let's get a show of hands around the table. How many people care about the New Mutants? I kind of let the record show three. that two out of three. Uh, two, out of three. <laughs> two out of three. <laughs> I'm excited. That way, I can say the first movie I saw while COVID was still going yeah. on. I'm debating if Mutants. I want to say like, that. Though. Yeah. So because that's I think something it, I want to own up. I don't know. To? Yeah. yeah. It is. Yeah. Is that where? Is that the Tenet. hill that you want to die it's on? Respectable. I guess. New mutants. I'm not so sure. I mean, respectable and confusing. I yeah, feel. Well, yeah. Time travel, man. <laughs> you know, they're they're interchangeable Back a little to bit the with him. Bullshit. So. Tenet's gonna set it straight. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I I'm really tempted. I want. I, I am tempted. I, I wouldn't lie to you. I, just the fact to be in a dark room with a big screen, even though it's probably unsanitary and not couth, I would. Uh, I, I'm tempted to. I really yeah. am. Even though I don't even want to see this movie, I'm tempted. Just and, bring your own Lysol wipes. You yeah. wipe down everything. Yeah, you know. Wipes. You burn your clothes afterwards. <laughs> and yeah. we, and we talked about We're it the, the in Las Vegas. From Naked Gun. <laughs> in Las Vegas, it's only the pristine and nice movies. Oh yeah, that just are those ones. So, Nick's basement. <laughs> <laughs> so if you live in Vegas, it's uh, Boulder Station, the Station Casino, yeah, yeah. Samstown Santa Boulder Fe, Station. Boulder. Which uh, uh, have you been to Boulder? Uh, a long time ago. Oh, a long time it's ago. Been a it's long, been a long, man. Years. Boulder <laughs> is uh, it's the same. 
it's still the same. That's terrible. Yeah. Do you remember that the big clock bad. in it too? <laughs> yeah. The big clock is there and everything. But Texas, Texas Station. Texas oh, Station, yeah. Goodness. I don't yeah. think Texas Station's showing it, but yeah, I didn't yeah. see them on the list. But the really fancy one was the the Town Square AMC. AMC. That's a good theater. Yeah, they're hurting so, for money. So if we go, that's the one we go to. <laughs> that's the one we go yeah. to. Yeah. That's my jam. You don't want to go to Boulder Station? No, yeah, and get not. a syringe in no, your back from the chair. It's just digging the Boulder Station when you went on the slot machine, they still like distribute quarters. But they have that really cool like candy machine. Where yeah. it's just a bunch of them, and you can yeah. just bring a bunch yeah, of quarters. Yeah. That's all you need. All right, let's, let's Everybody's move on. hands touch it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> touch it with their grubby little hands. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what, what about uh, what about DC Fandome? They again, DC messes up the uh, the rolling out. It's supposed to start tomorrow, depending on when the pod comes out. And they had to split it in two. They canceled a bunch of panels. It's confusing and messy as usual for DC. Yeah, so that's like DC's sort of Comic Con, right? They're, yeah, they're this is the bad news on DC. Stuff. We have good news, but this is the bad news. They can't do anything right. DC yeah. fandom is a mess. Yeah, sounds well, about right. Consistency, sounds about right. Nick. You know, yeah, that's they're, true. they're playing true. to their strengths. If this, I'm consistently this is a disappointed, to the uh, Flash movie. So this is all oh, going to be in the paradox. That <laughs> was supposed to come. I mean, talk about. New Mutants being delayed. That's been rewritten yeah, so many times. The Flash movie. <laughs> I think I remember it was. But around... we care about the Flash movie, Tyler. That's the difference. We do. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think I'm more ready for New Mutants. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened with Ezra Miller choke slamming that oh, one chick? Whatever. Did anything on. ever happen Statue out of it? Oh, allegedly. Yeah. It's, gone. it's done. <laughs> yeah. Three weeks. Yes, yeah. they can hope for is a little bit of dough. And you know. <laughs> <laughs> Ezra Miller doesn't have any money. He's got. So, he's got all that perks of a wallflower money, right? Oh yeah. I think that ran out already. Ran out. I mean, they're there. rich, so they have like yeah. you know they yeah. have more expensive taste that they do. He's got so. the Harry Potter money. That's where the real oh the crimes of crimes or Fantastic Beasts. Yep. I was not a fan of. So that. Tell us so. the good news on DC. Affleck talk is back. About it. Baby. Oh, the Batfleck yeah. really? returns. So we have Michael Keaton. We have potentially Robert Pattinson. We don't know, and we definitely have Batfleck now. Yeah. So what we have at least mean? two legit Batman. <laughs> um, I don't at this point I'm just kind of like DC do whatever you want because I kind of stopped caring mm-hmm. like it's just it's so messy yeah it's kind of like just do whatever you together like, that's really what I want to know uh they might I think there was talks about it because they're they're trying to do like across the multiverse I swear and, and, and if they do a Power Ranger Red Ranger crossover thing where they get all the Red Rangers uh, yeah. or all the Batman you think they'll together? get Bale back for it oh man and I Kilmer and Clooney that. oh man <laughs> and all them team Bale up to kill the Joker. Ah, <laughs> uh, which Joker? You think the Heath Ledger Joker? Oh, no, I don't think that's in poor taste. Really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, bring him. Which Joker would you have? Would you have him go against like a bunch of Jokers or just one Joker? Just uh, one. too many Jokers. My answer. Yeah, I mean, is okay, easy. okay. If you were gonna do it, you would have to do what was it? Uh, White Knight, where it's your Bruce Wayne yeah. turned Joker. Mm. That's oh, no, how you would be, have to do it. Like, who's the Red Hood? It should be. Who's the one who turns into Joker? Jason too? Todd. Jason uh, Isn't one of them turning no, into Joker? No, that's kind of Tim Drake, and, yeah, but Tim that's oh, like yeah, in yeah. Batman Beyond, and it's like in some versions. Yeah, but let's do it. Yeah, do Batman an evil Beyond? Batman. Do a Batman Joker. Maybe. Because, you know, Maybe. if you're going to give someone a run for their money, it's going to be, you Isn't, know, Bruce Wayne as Joker. The, I think it's White like, Knight, Dark DC Metal, I think is what they did with mm, it. And so. As we always point out, you guys are the comic experts. What was the one where, like, experts and, yeah. They just can't see it on news. Slightly above average. Yeah. But wasn't it the Flash Paradox or one of those where they do. Like it's one of Bruce's parents that becomes the Joker. So yeah, and the Flashpoint Paradox. It's it's, the mom, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Thomas Wayne is you know Batman, and then their mom Martha. Martha, Martha is Joker. I guess <laughs> they could kind of do that. That'd be but... cool. Diane Lane would make a great Joker. Yeah, at least something different. Yeah, and that's true. So they won't have to show those pearls. I don't want to see. That's true. No, they're <laughs> just everywhere. Sullen <laughs> frame of it. Phoenix walking around. I don't want to see that. Walking Phoenix. Yeah, <laughs> yeah come on. being all sad and lonely yeah. and. 
being sad clown. Who sad ever clown. heard of a yeah. sad clown? Rooney uh, Mara so disappointed he didn't hug her when he won the Oscar. It's, so it's devastating. We're we're excited about Affleck being back, right? Like he's, uh, I feel indifferent. You know what? I I wasn't jumping up and down like I was when I saw the Keaton story. You yeah. Know that. Um. So I feel kind of indifferent now. I'm just hopeful that they don't mess it up because as messy as you say it is, and a lot of people have checked out of the DC universe. We we know the Schneiderverse thing is over here. The Justice League movie. Right on I HBO Max, yeah. This is an opportunity, maybe like unlike anything they've ever done, to set set it straight and put it back on course. And I hope they figure it out. I'm not sure if they can, but I hope they I, do. I don't know. I feel like it's the enemy you know versus the enemy you don't. That's that we true, already yeah. know that Ben Affleck can play a Batman. So. <laughs> That's true. Sort we of, all yeah. know, yeah. That, know that you know <laughs> Robert Pattinson can play a Batman. They're all <laughs> so I, I don't know. What are you willing to take? I guess I'd rather. I'm already disappointed by the DC universe, so I guess I can't get any more disappointed. You but can. little was I wrong. Yeah, 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 you yeah, can. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm glad he's coming back, and Tyler, it's just I want to see what ends with that universe. And if it blows up in their face, then it blows up in their face. It'd at, still be a fun ride. As you get older, you come to realize that disappointment is a bottomless pit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's always more. <laughs> All right, uh, do we have any other movie news we got to throw in there? Or? I would recommend the. On the Rocks trailer. It's Sofia Coppola and Bill Murray's reunion here. It's a really charming looking trailer. It's got Rashida Jones and Sofia Coppola hasn't really made anything, I think, since The Beguile, the kind of loose, crappy remake. That's lost in translation, right? The, it's kind of lost. The director? Yeah, or yeah, that, it's the director and uh, okay. Bill Murray team teaming back up again. It's a really charming trailer and I hope it's good. I don't know if it will be. That's one I haven't seen is Lost in Translation. Mm. It's so. excellent. Yeah, really I hear it's Scarlett really Johansson, good. I mean, she's going to win you over in that movie for sure. Yeah, I mean, she didn't she's already also... love her. Yeah, <laughs> she was Ghost in the it. Shell. What are you talking about? Uh, that's... Nah, that's not the one. <laughs> You're gonna break up a few times. Not that Scar Joe, yeah. <laughs> and that 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 hotel is ridiculously oh, yeah. expensive. <laughs> <laughs> ridiculously. <laughs> when I went to Japan, nah, that ain't happening. No, uh, too much. <laughs> Couldn't afford that one. <laughs> Way too much. And then I wanted to bring this up because it's a it's a practical question here with COVID and with the potential of new mutants drawing people to the theater. I don't know. We'll wait and see. Uh, Cinemark, you can actually rent out a whole theater. And I think it's kind of novel for like 80 bucks, 120 bucks. You just rent a theater, pick a movie, they'll play it, and you invite your friends over, and there you go. That sounds awesome. Probably yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, that sounds super cheap. It's too. Kind of yeah, cool. like yeah, 100 bucks. Cheap. Yeah. Because what else do they got going on? I mean, maybe if they just like condense the screens down smaller and you just make it more individual. I, or I have five, definitely but... gone to the movies with like one or two more people and spent like 50 to 60 bucks. So you're telling me for like 40, 50 more bucks, I just get the whole theater to myself? How much? Okay, it is nice how, having the whole theater yeah, yourself. I might just like, do it for Bond or something. How much higher up. would would you go? How much higher would you? go? I would have thought like if you told me I could rent the whole theater, I would have started at like five hundred bucks. Really? Really? Yeah, yeah I think so something too. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about station casinos? That's the uh, one. Where it's like $25. Thirty dollars, thirty five bucks, oh, and you're shoot. in some back alley. <laughs> How much money is in my pocket right now? Oh Zero. god! <laughs> Only if I want to get shanked in the movie theater, Tyler. <laughs> that one's not. Too that's too half bad. the fun. It's the, yeah. that's what builds up the anticipation. You, you come to watch the movie and to not know whether or not you're going to make it out yeah. alive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, uh, so we're going to move on to what we're talking about today, unless you guys have any more movie news you want to throw in there. Space Jam, A New Legacy. Oh, like yeah, oh, yeah. Goodness. No good? What, what is it? A new Space Jam, A New Legacy. Yeah, it's all right. It's not too bad. 
Who's gonna, who's gonna do the soundtrack though? I have no idea. Not R. Kelly, that's I for sure. That's... I believe I can... no, it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can't even sing it anymore. No, it's it. too tainted. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I cry every time Space Jam comes on Hopefully now. Well, even more guy. now. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Uh, today we're gonna be doing Spotlight. Spotlight. So, what year is this? This is 20... 2015. A really good wow. year in movies. We saw The Martian. I know that one you guys over, and we've talked a lot about The Big Short. These are all movies. Steve mm. Jobs. All came out in 2015. All made my top ten. All excellent. That's yeah. like got to be your favorite year. That's adult drama it's, year uh, for you. Favorite like, of the twenty tens, probably. Probably is. Yeah. yeah, I haven't really thought about <laughs> it. Nothing probably. but adult dramas. Like I all those you dramas. mentioned right yeah. there. I'm just like that's straight adult dramas. Tug at the heartstrings, emotional. It could have been you, Tyler. You know, these are <laughs> tough to watch. Not easy things, but we learn something. And we come up better humans. You're welcome. I, yeah, thank you. I guess <laughs> I actually watched this twice because I watched it uh, a couple weeks ago. And oh, then, yeah, yeah and then I told you, me. yeah, I texted and you and I, I told you. I was going to do a much more fun yeah. movie. And then Tyler's like, Nick, we have to do this. And I, I don't like, know if it went awesome. down. It, that's <laughs> right, not man, how the conversation went down. But I was just like, oh, I watched it. You know, it's 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 good. And he's like, we're going to do it. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll watch it a second time. And so <laughs> <laughs> and Nick tells me, he's like, I want you to grow as a person. So you're yeah. going to watch this five he times. He rented out row. the Cathedral <laughs> of the Holy Cross and he watched it right in there. It was amazing. What? Moving on. I didn't even know you could rent those. Yeah, you can. Birthday parties and everything. Hard times on the Catholic Church. <laughs> oh my gosh uh so yeah how do we usually start the podcast numbers right so don't we ask yeah. producer ryan what his thoughts are you don't ask him are you afraid to ask him let's ask him <laughs> let's ask ryan what's your thought on this movie Ryan? this is your first time watching yes, it right it was, yeah, yeah yeah all right lay it on me what'd yeah. you think it was heavy it was heavy Very heavy yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just about, it was about anybody Tina? cry I cried. No. And this is like the tenth time I've seen it. No, I didn't. I cried cry. probably like three this times. was this was the second this is the second time I saw it within a couple of weeks, and I I didn't cry. But yeah, the first time I did not cry. It takes time for me to process this. Mm. I saw it with my mom too once, and she got emotional, and I that kind of made me tear up too. Was she like I the think Nana? Like it's one of those ones you got to process even after you stop watching. Yeah. Was she mm. like Nana? Uh, uh, kinda. I think Ma- I don't, Rachel I, McAdams. She knew, Nana. Obviously, yeah. the story. She reads the Globe. I think we got it at the house for as long, for as much as I can remember. Um, but I just think that the totality of the ending. And all the cities, yeah. and you know, she grew up in Dorchester, so I think it just hit home a little bit for mm. her. Yeah, and this, of course, this is an all-star cast. You know, it's you so got, good. Yeah. It's a it's a great ensemble piece. Forget the content and stuff. Just in terms of a cinematic achievement, they got great people. Richard Jenkins, who was in The Visitor, a Tom McCarthy movie too. Uh-huh. Which if you guys haven't seen, it's great. Two thousand six, seven, something like that. Um, he crushes that Richard Cipro. It's only verbal. He's just on the phone, you know, and all these other small parts. Liev Shriver as Maddie fucking Baron. Um, it's just a great cast and a great ensemble piece. You rarely see these ensemble movies come together this well. Mm. So, I mean, what else has Tom McCarthy done too? Because he's only done he's just a, a, he's done this, which was did this win? Uh, the Oscar picture. I won Best Picture right and okay. rightfully so in a year where there were a lot of movies I loved because so. this guy's kind of done he did 2012 which was a little weird to me I'm like this guy he did co-wrote 2012. oh no he was an actor in 2012 oh he was Actually, an actor in 2012 he's the, okay. uh, he's the husband of Amanda Peet who dies oh he so was John the pilot Cusack and Amanda <laughs> So he was, he was the pilot. Okay. So he's a pretty established actor, actually. He's done a lot of roles. Okay. So he's recognizable. uh, He did The Cobbler as well. That was the Adam Sandler one, too. Yeah. Yeah, That was Adam Sandler one. Uh, He did two episodes of 13 Reasons Why for whatever reason. He pretty much co co founded it. Oh, really? uh, Yeah. Started the writing process. I thought that was all Selena Gomez. Nope. nope. No. (laughs) (laughs) It was Selena and Chef, too, over on her HBO Max. I love song, baby. Does she sing that? 
I think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've been to a Selena Gomez concert. That's full. Of you fun. really have? Yeah, absolutely. Have. Why would you go to? We're a not going to spend time. Right? On yeah, it. I know, right? We're <laughs> I will say, you hear the words coming out of your mouth. Yes. No. <laughs> Stand by. I have no shame. Obviously, no pride, no shame. Uh, in any case, uh, Tom McCarthy, right? He made a couple of movies you have to have to see. I do think this is his best movie, but Win Win is a great movie with Paul Giamatti about wrestling and a lot of other complicated stuff. So so good. Uh, the Visitor with Richard Jenkins and The Station Agent with uh, Peter Dinklage. All three of those are really like must-see, great, great films. Your great so, adult dramas? Uh, not even really. They're kind of funny in a weird way. Oh, Almost okay. all of them except for Spotlight. Yeah, so. that's his most serious movie. For sure. And yeah. what is he? He's just done 13 Reasons Why. That's it, right? Like, uh, well, he's a researcher and a writer. He's done a bunch of other stuff. He's pretty renowned. And he obviously, I think he went to Yale. So he's a mm-hmm. super established guy. Um, he wrote this with somebody else with the intention of letting somebody else have it or as a research project for a movie for someone else. Right. And he just couldn't sort of step away. Once he got involved, he was like, all right, I'll take this on and That's do it. crazy, because so. all I can picture is the da- the stepdad from 2012, you know, getting yeah. eaten by, yeah. by like a weird, you know. Once you know that's his role, yeah. I also think about that. Yeah, it's yeah. just a he's lot, like in right? He's like the whole time. Isn't he like a doctor? Yeah, he's like a, uh, he's, they make fun of him. happens to be a pilot? They make fun it. of him for whatever reason, because he's like a crappy doctor or something, and he only had one flight lesson, and they're just like told him he's a pilot. It's textbook awful writing where he just dies. He just dies. He said, get back with his ex-wife. Yeah. And he, he was there <laughs> the whole time helping them out, too. He wasn't so, even a bad guy. <laughs> let me ask you this, Tyler. You yeah. The numbers before we get into it. Yeah. Give me the numbers right. real quick. The numbers on Spotlight are kind of interesting, right? So it's a $20 million movie. So not super, super expensive. Um, obviously, Tom McCarthy's put, put a lot of time in the research, tried to make it as true to life. Not a lot of sort of embellishing in the screenplay. Um, it didn't do super, super well. $45 million in the U.S., 53 overseas for $98 million. Certainly turned a pretty good profit. Um, it has had a good life on Blu-ray, uh, DVD, and streaming. Uh, 97% critic, 93% audience. So it's pretty beloved. Yeah, that's high. Um, and it won Best Picture. Like you said, he also won an Oscar for Best Writing. So. Yeah, I think on IMDb, it has it like as an eight or something. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's on the eight. IMDb Top 100 list too. Oh, really? Yeah, and yeah. I think rightfully so. I saw it in the movie theater opening weekend. It was one of those ones that, of course, catches my eye. Had a great trailer and obviously a very good ensemble cast, as we talked about. And it's hit me right from the first time I saw it. I watched it probably like four or five times very close after that. And I've watched it a few times since. So rewatchable, even though it's a tough, tough watch. Yeah, subject matter. Some of them are not like that. But this one, I think, is because it's such a good press movie, because it's a good newspaper movie and a procedural, I think it proves to be pretty rewatchable, actually. Mm. And I hope you guys find that. All right. Well, before we dive you know, too into it, we're just going to hear a quick word from our sponsor. I know there's things you cannot tell me, but I also know there's a story here, and I think everybody will hear about it. Do you think your paper has the resources to take that on? I do. Do you? The Boston priest molested kids in six different parishes over the last 30 years. The church found out about it and did nothing. We haven't committed any long-term investigative resources to the case. No, we haven't. And that's the kind of thing your team would do. Spotlight. Guys, listen, everybody's going to be interested in this. Obviously, the church will fight us very hard. Trying to get some background information. I don't want you recording this in any way, shape, or form. Nothing. We understand you've settled several cases against the church. I can't discuss that. There aren't any records of any of these settlements. Nope. When you're a poor kid from a poor family, and when a priest pays attention to you, it's a big deal. How do you say no to God? Spotlight. Just a tip line. You think he's got something? I want to keep digging. We need to focus on the institution. Show me that it came from the top down. 
Yeah, so immediately, this is a whole lot of story for a movie. You know, it tells just so much. And you can tell because, of course, there's so many. It goes from scene to scene to scene. It does. But it does a good job as far as keeping along with that story. And I like how it it holds your hand, kind of. And it, it, it does. does a I good job of explaining things, but it doesn't make you feel like you're, stu- he, like you're stupid. I think it's like important you know to point what's out to early on that McCarthy is a Catholic. I don't know if he's lapsed Catholic, but he grew up and was raised Catholic. I went to Catholic school myself for a little while. Um, and I think the church plays a role, the city plays a role, and the Boston Globe plays a role, as well as all the actors in it, too. So they're all kind of shepherding you through this tough material and get you to a conclusion that I think is actually really, really well done. It's one of the better endings of a movie I think I've seen at least in 20 years or yeah, so. Yeah, it even ends with the title of the movie. So, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't get much more perfect than that, Nick. All right. <laughs> Immediately, like, watching it. Um, I'm not from, I've never been to Boston, but uh, uh, Keaton's, Keaton's acting. Is that <laughs> Not a world traveler, is, Tyler. Is Keaton's accent like? Is that a spot on he, I don't Boston think so, accent? No. Or, I would say okay. this because having you know, I grew up uh, right around Boston, and I have lots of relatives, mostly from Dorchester, Dorchester. Uh, so what I would say is his accent, like in the very beginning, he's trying harder. Yeah, it's strong. And then it sort yeah, of loosens up in the yeah. middle, and then he yeah, comes yeah, back with it a little bit toward the that's end. Kind of weird. Which is not uh, not that uncommon for people trying to do the Boston accent. They sort of let it fade out at points yeah. during filming. Um, but I think uh, it's passable. Um, the, some of the other actors do a much better job. Yeah, I mean, so, first some time, of them don't try at all. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, probably better off. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think that he should have not tried? Uh, probably so. I think he probably shouldn't have tried at all. But the parts where he does uh, hit it okay, that very beginning part. I think are okay because it's strong. It's strong in the beginning, yeah. like it's very I, in your face. And I didn't notice it the the first time watching, but the second time, like, oh, that's really strong. And of course, you know, by the end or even by the middle, it's just it's like Im- it's not even there. It's impossible to watch these movies set in Boston, especially when you're you know grew up around there anyway, <laughs> um, and not critique that. Yeah, yeah. But I remember being surprised that he didn't get nominated for best actor here because I thought he would. Uh, McAdams gets nominated, and uh, Mark Ruffalo for uh, Resendez gets nominated. Yeah. Uh, He plays the Portuguese guy. But I'll tell you, like a lot of people from Boston and around Boston don't have the accent. Um, it's sort of a choice in a weird way, uh, depending on who your parents are. That's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the New Jersey, the New York thing. They all sort of decide how bad it's going to be. And, you know, it's kind of weird. Yeah. That is so weird. I don't have an accent. Um, I probably had one a little bit when I was younger, but don't anymore. Um, but I don't really judge Boston movies anymore on the accents. I used to really pick on them for it. Yeah. And I just let that go. Like the departed. After the and, departed. Yeah. yeah. I was like, you know what? Enough. <laughs> After Jack Nicholson's Boston accent, I'm like, I can't pick on these guys anymore. <laughs> well, Marky Mark, you know. Marky Mark. Marky Mac. <laughs> he so, crushed it. He's he good. Has a, him and Matt Damon, that's the real Boston accent right there. <laughs> that's Southie. I wonder why. <laughs> they're, they're great. So, uh, but, but I will say- Yeah, like, back um, to Spotlight. Yeah, yeah, back to Spotlight. I will say, like, listen, the material here is unbelievable. But uh, for me, I think it's more emotional because I know the landmarks. Um, the Cathedral, the Holy Cross, the Boston Globe, BC High, um, even like the duplexes when they go and do the interviews- it feels very provincial, which is what Boston is, mm-hmm. and they really connect with that part of the the story. You mm-hmm. know, uh, it's super super Catholic there, and you get the feel like I know, like I said, McCarthy wasn't going after the church. He says that over and over again in the interviews about this movie, and I think that rings true when you watch the movie. What he's trying to do is get to a system and how a cover up like this happens without a lot of malicious intent, at least from the standpoint of the city itself. You know, yeah. Even Robbie, I think they do a good job of pointing that out, which isn't super super true. He doesn't find out about that backlog article with the 20 priests until after when they're actually doing research for this movie Mm. and they incorporate that into the movie. So they sort of condense timelines. 
but I think it works really, really well. It's one of the smarter procedurals mm-hmm. that's done something like and that. And it does a great job as far as like doing the timeline too, because you kind of, you know, as far as like where things are taking place at in the movie. And Landmarks you're able like to the make 9-11, those incredible. Yeah, yeah that's another yeah, thing man. too. And Secret not 9-11 movie, yeah. It's, it's hard to not overdo that, but they just show it in the background and it's incredible. So. Yeah, it's crazy how they kind of pulled that out too, because you're watching and it's about what the two hour mark and this yeah, is about yeah. two and a half 240 uh, as far as the mo- how long it is uh, two hours nine minutes two hours and nine minutes yeah so about oh, i guess the hour and a half hour 45 mark is when you get the 9 11 years yeah, like, yeah. oh shit like yeah this and is 2001 like yeah it's interesting because i was watching mcmillions same thing happened where yeah. when 9 11 hit everything everything, stopped. everything stops. Stops. Yeah. yeah which is and crazy. rightfully so even and, marty baron doesn't fight it he's basically like, call everybody back we're on this now. yeah yeah even if it was, it's it's big obviously yeah. this is big but once 9 11 hit Everything, everything changed, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. Everything there's, changed. A, there's another yeah. important piece of the movie, and I'd be remiss not to talk about it, is that this is one of the first movies, and others have done it pre- previous to this, but we've seen it more now, especially with documentaries, Abducted in Plain Sight, right? Um, Leaving Neverland, where the victim really gets the focus. This movie does a great job of showcasing the victims and the grooming process on oh, the yeah. other side. Oh, yeah. And the 9-11 thing is important for this movie because the victims want the story out. Yeah. They're doing all this work. They're going through and reliving this stuff. And that slowness of the story coming out becomes really contentious. Yeah. And it builds to that great Ruffalo I can understand. scene. I understand the frustration. Reliving that and then having the opportunity to have that story brought out to light. And then it's all of a brutal. sudden, like they were already shut down in the past and then having it happen again. That hurts, man. If uh, there's great articles online where you can see the actor and the person they played together in pictures and oh, see yeah. where they are now. Uh, well, well uh, worth, I recommend reading those. Um, but the Sasha Pfeiffer character played beautifully by Rachel McAdams does mm. not do the accent. Smart. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when she's interviewing a couple of the victims, she's really earnest and really nails those scenes. Those scenes are incredibly difficult. When she says, don't sanitize this, people need to know what happened. And then uh, Mitch Garabini with Tucci, he, he's so, Stanley Tucci, a great actor, yeah. kind of lives it up. He's sort of John yeah. Turturro light, you know? Um, he's so understated in this role and it's so effective. No, he's great. Yeah, no, yeah. Crushes it, you know, but it makes it more emotional that way. Who, uh, who really stuck out for me, at least with the second time around, it was uh, Billy Crudup. Uh, oh, the lawyer, lovely Billy Crudup, uh, yeah. se- Second time watching it, you know, he's the lawyer, and of course, like first... who knew Russell from Stillwater would grow up to be a creepy lawyer in Boston? I know, right? <laughs> well, is he fully creepy because he nah, tries helping no, them? Yeah, no, and so uh, and that... that's the thing. Again, yeah. the movie points out that people are both good and bad, and they make these weird decisions. Uh, Jimmy Jimmy Sullivan, uh, that's a great great part, and he talks about look, you can't throw out all the bad just because of a few bad things that happened, or all the good because of a few bad things that happened. Uh, yeah, you can't, but. <laughs> doesn't mean you let this go on. Yeah, you, you don't know? just let it and slide. And that's what yeah. makes it all complicated. Yeah, especially like with that scene with Billy Crudup, of course, like second time watching it. Um, well, first time watching it, you kind of, I kind of got the impression that it was, it had gone so high up. And the second time watching with Billy Crudup, it's like, oh, he's dropping them hints during that first he interview when you on how to help it, them kind of so catch it. Clear. Yeah, it is. He has yeah. these pauses and he understates it also. It's so smart. Like he's so still, yeah. he still stays within his, you know, his legal ground yeah, as yeah. far check as your that. Clips, Robbie, but, you yeah. Know? And it's even genius. at the, that, that last scene, he's just yeah. like, check your clips. I sent this to you five yeah. years it's ago. Brutal. Yeah. And yeah. so, and, and you get both sides of it. Robbie's coming at him. Look, look, there are two stories here. Uh, priests molesting children or lawyers turning it into a cottage industry. Which one do you want to be on? You know, which story am I printing? Cause I'm printing one of them. Yeah. But then he hits them back and he's like check your clips Robbie I sent you this shit you did nothing about it which is also true that's the yeah. complication mm-hmm. of the whole thing you know that's the thing they sat on it too for a while and, Brutal. and then Robbie has to hold it 
And I really find that the scenes between I used to think Ruffalo overacted in this movie. Uh, he played. I could get that. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think like there are times when I've seen it and thought it definitely multiple times. The famous speech, you know, yeah. that he does so, the know, first two times. It still could have been you. Yeah. It still doesn't. It still never hits with me. Like the first even second time. They watch let it, it like happen yeah. to kids. But I, I think like every other time I love it and every other yeah. time I think it's overdone. I again the genius of the movie you know you know i i actually liked his uh his little speech there yeah. uh, i think it's what, emotional yeah it, it is and then what really sold mm. it to me is the door slam at the end because yeah. like i don't know that little sound effect and that extra bit like yeah because it's a quiet movie so yeah. you're pissed all those little off yeah. pieces, yeah. And, and then the conversation he has with mcadams afterward yeah is also yeah. like it plays out uh but uh one of my favorite scenes is when robbie goes to see one of his old school friends they go out for dinner and oh, then, uh, he the, the hockey player. Yeah, the, the, one, hockey yeah player. the one who was actually yeah. uh, the Talbot, Talbot. And Talbot the coach yeah. of the hockey team. Yeah, and that was such a good scene. Like literally, he, he brings it up. Kills it. Yeah, no, yeah, he, he definitely. At that pause when he's just staring at him. I never even told my wife. Exactly. Yeah. Oh man, that one really hit me in terms of like the entire movie. Yeah, he, there's some really um, interesting parts that I thought only somebody like McCarthy could pull it off who is Catholic and probably has mixed feelings about everything here that's happening. Um, a couple of the creepy points when they're at the party and uh, they have the conversation of, with uh, all the, the Cardinals there and Jim Sullivan's there. And then the part where the Cardinal law gives uh, Marty Baron, who's Jewish, the, uh, oh, the Catholicism, the, the, the catechism, catechism, catechism that's right? a, yeah. it's like, just think of it as a, a priest guide to Boston. Like, you know, the, the arrogance is obviously there and speaks to the, you know, the hu humans that run the church, obviously. Uh, but I think it's done subtle enough that it's not super offensive. A lot of Catholics like this movie I come to find and obviously Boston uh, really embraced it yeah, when it came and, out which was surprising and, to uh, me well, anyway well I, I don't see this movie as anti-Catholic I don't think it is yeah, I think you're right about that because it's it's a very important movie. It brings to light these terrible things that happen, and no one should be condoning this. Like the Catholic Church doesn't condone the actions that took place. In of course this. not. Yeah. And uh, like, although they take some of the blame for covering it up, yes, it just has that, to be that way. Like, and Cardinal it, Law lives in Vatican City, right? So, and and I do, I, I do like when uh, the ex priest Sipe, uh, he's so good, real person too. Done a lot of TV interviews. I urge people, to but listen he to him. he he brings up a very good point that despite everything. He is still Catholic, yeah. and it's faith is internal. Faith is yeah. Internal. yeah, exactly. And it's not you're not putting your faith in the men because men are fallible. It's it, it's in what he believes and stuff, and but he holds true to that. Let me ask you this because I know you're Catholic, Tyler. I'm not sure Catholic. Catholic school baby, Catholic, all the so way. Yeah, I'm, I'm lapsed. <laughs> if anything, baptized Greek Orthodox. Don't care about any of it really. But regardless, what I would say is, you know, do you think that uh, change should come about? based on some of the problems the Catholic Church have had. And he and, talks about the 6%, right? 6% of all priests, right? And they also point out something, that a lot of the misconceptions of this thing, it's not just boys, it's girls too. Yeah, they yeah. groom, they look for people mm -hmm. who are vulnerable. And, and that's why I say that this is an important movie because it brings that to light. It's It shows Do the you world think they that should they revisit need to the idea that they should be celibate or that women should be priests or priests could get married. The Greek Orthodox Church allows their priests to get married. I always, Not that I'm religious, I always thought that was interesting though. I'm not going to get political. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I tried to ask the question. <laughs> I, I, under, I understand as far as Sipes, right? I understand Sipes, as far Richard as Sipes, Sipes saying like, was you know. He was a priest. A very, it was a monk, actually, and a priest. And he was part of the school that was trying to rehabilitate. Priests. Yeah, the re-education, or not re-education, the, re the therapies or whatever it. it is. You could call it re-education. Um, <laughs> I, I think because like even when they talk about it like in the movie, I think it was either Sipes or something that got published in the 80s. They said it was just a recipe for disaster because specifically the celibacy, they 
demand it, it created that atmosphere of secrecy right and that's what kind of added kerosene onto the fire and the so, ability to cover up and again the movie does all this smart shooting with these quiet scenes the very beginning it's such a smart opening where the lawyer comes in and the cops outside and he says well it's going to be tough to hide the arraignment what arraignment are you talking about you know he's like hello father he's talking to a victim uh, of a senior priest comes in the guy walks out not in handcuffs and the kid gets paid and that's just the way it was for a while mm. and you know the church knew about it obviously and they bear some responsibility um, but because humans run the church Humans make the rules too. You know, some of it is sort of written depending on how you go about it. But I always found it weird that some of these rules exist in some religions and not in others. It might be time for the Catholic Church to take a look at what it does, you mm -hmm. know, what its practices are. And, you know, it does a good job, like even just kind of from the victim's perspective, because I guess as far as because they call themselves survivors, where they all kind of talk about Which I like, yeah. like, you the know, snap guy how, is real, too. And I thought that yeah. uh, he was played very well. Oh, yeah. He's, he's oh, yeah. played ex yeah, yeah. extremely well, especially if you look at the pictures Paul of them. C it's uh, almost Savano. like, you know, yeah, mm -hmm. Phil Savano, Phil Savano, I think right. it is. And so. Um, it's, it's great, especially because they do get in death, like with those scenes. And of course, like, you know, some people are just going to not, you know, want to watch that or not want to listen to it when they go in death with it. But, you know, each time the victims kind of talk about it, they, they especially talk how it just, it robs them of their faith and it does so much more damage to them. They each say like, oh, that yeah, was the beginning yeah. it's of the it's, downfall. I love that scene yeah. again, not being religious, but I think that's so, so important. And I really feel for him. I also thought it was interesting. Like the priest was the first guy who said it was okay to be gay. Yeah. That's an interesting walk in the park scene. Uh, there's so much here that was sort of tucked under the pillow and people didn't bring out into the light and movies like this and the documentaries we've seen the last few years do such a service to victims because the more uh, victims talk about it, the more victims come out and they have, a, there's a family of victims there. And I think that's important. It's also important mm -hmm. for stopping people attacking vulnerable folks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, and it really uh, hinders the grooming process there. Yeah. yeah. And I think even with this movie too, because it, it definitely paints a good picture, not even paints a big picture, shows you that really in Boston, just how, I don't know so how provincial. it was there, but I, I uh, just there, how I'm you, like inter like, like just like, how interwoven it, the Catholic yeah. Church was with Boston. Huge part of it's the not. It doesn't feel like it's, it's not like over that here. Yeah, over yeah, here yeah. in Vegas, but maybe of course it's now, different in different cities. Definitely different on towns. the yeah. East Coast, there's more like that concentration. Yeah, in yeah. Certain areas. it's old school. It's yeah. more, it's more, inter school, it's more yeah. interwoven. They rely on each other, and even kind of when he had there's first of all the new editor of the Boston Globe. It's customary to meet. He's a Jew of the city, and he's and he's Jewish. Yeah, I mean like that's that's real life, man. And by the way, Marty Baron, a tremendous journalist, basically ran every major newspaper in America. And this is a love song to him and the Ben Bradley, Ben Bradley Jr. group, um, because newspapers and journalism are dying. And this movie celebrates it in a way that often other movies can't get to it like this. There's not yeah. a ton of good newspaper movies. This is up there with the best. They actually did their job. And they so yep. <laughs> who I mean, they're a little late, like journalism and the research is so important. Who played Marty? Uh, uh, Marty Liv was Liv Schreiber. Liv Schreiber. Yeah. Ray, yeah. Ray Donovan. Yeah, he did great. He man. killed it. And oh. he's. Again, all the great performances here are so understated. He underplays it yeah, really, really well. Yeah, just very stoic. He looks and at you and he's like, I think that's an important city, uh, story for the city, don't you, Marty? Or yeah. don't you, Robbie? Like, yeah, of course I do. Do you think you would pick this one? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I yeah, love it, just right? how he like, plays it, yeah. Actually, we pick our own stories. Well, you think you'd consider this one? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, and, I love uh, it. You know? He's I don't, fearless. I don't know if you guys, the first time watching was uh, John Slattery, the guy from Mad Men. Oh, he's so good. He's just, he's and Bradley very, Jr., his father uh -huh. is the guy from All the President's Men in real. I mean, this is he's a legacy guy. And I love the scene where Marty Baron becomes the editor and uh, Michael Keaton's like well you think Ben would get it and he's like well he didn't raise his hand fast enough like that's so smart yeah. and so like uh, it's just like in like inside baseball kind of stuff for journalism it's genius <laughs> by the way the scenes in the background also well done 
where Marty Baron's light's still on and he never leaves. Yeah, yeah. And Ben Bradley's intimidated because he's like, this guy never goes home, you know? That's the kind of stuff that he's burning the midnight oil, single, loves it, loves journalism, loves the business. Now, yeah. did you guys think, the first time that you were watching it, who was the Ben Bradley? Uh, uh, that's John Slattery. I yeah, thought yeah, he was going to be set up to be yeah. a major villain player in that. Same here. I and thought he was the one that covered it up. He was going to cover the, it up, yeah. And then the, it ends up being five years or whatever. Michael Keaton, who just and, and, forgot you know, about it. The scene it. at Fenway Park is so smart because he, he has significantly in the first third of the movie he's trying to push back on the story yeah. subtly uh you should let this go we researched that there's nothing there that kind of stuff um dropping the hints that have been dropped for years and years which is what leads to the cover-up for so long but ultimately when presented with the facts he does the right thing and yeah people are complicated that's mm. part of what he the does about. he does yeah. let michael keaton kind of go off and yep. start investigating more when they, they start have finding these more awkward priests. conversations yeah. where he's like yeah keep going keep yeah. digging but i, I did like that setup because i definitely i thought he was the yeah. one that caused them to not even when uh keaton throws out the paper you know that it was him yeah, who, yeah. Uh, i guess didn't you know search enough into it and it's crazy because you think you, it's this guy you think it's going to be brad what is it brad uh ben bradley, ben bradley jr yeah, the yeah, character yeah. And let so, me ask you this question um do you think it's fair um i would have thought maybe this part was a little bit overdone although it's not unfactual there's a lot of churches in boston so that's part of it um where they show the church and the playground the church and the school do yeah, you think it's that crazy. was hitting too low, or do you think that was fair? Uh, how about the scenes uh, with the great Matt Carroll, uh, played by Brian James, where he lives a block away from one of the rehabilitation houses? Uh, oh, yeah. And he drops a newspaper at the end. Like, mm. do you think any of that stuff was overdone or unfair to the church? Um, I definitely really enjoy as far as the news reporter, like him just being a block away from that house and him setting he's up, you know, stay away. He can't tell the truth. Yeah. You know, he's got the picture up on his fridge. And and I just think that it is real life. Like churches, they're going to be right next to schools or they're like there's some churches that have schools within them and stuff. Like there's so many subtle little rubs where they say there's no picketers. We thought there'd be picketers and like probably all still at church. Yeah, that was <laughs> I mean, little, was little, thing, yeah. little marks there, but not intimidating dating or not like low blows i felt yeah i wouldn't say as far as like low blows with it i mean because i think the movie just it does such a good job of just uncovering you know as far as like along with the story uncovering the facts reporting mm -hmm. you know doing that investigative journalism you know i'm sure it's why a lot of people doing choose to work. be journalists you know instead of just you know doing you know headline news or yeah, you know yeah. what i mean it very <laughs> much reminds me of the other movie i almost picked which is indiana jones where he has that funny scene where he's like you're not jumping up uh in caves and and uh uh, you know, doing all this adventurous stuff. It's uh, archaeology is done in the library. Journalism is the work, the research, the interviews, getting the facts, proving the facts. You know, that's what it is. And the movie showcases that in a brilliant way. And it's talking and moving really fast too. every <laughs> single scene. So I, I still love it. I know. I know it's something that they do, you know, just to show how fast that they're moving. But I still love it. <laughs> I, so. I also really like how they put in all the effort. They show how hard and how difficult it is. Not Absolutely, just yeah. not just with the interviews, you feel with the victims. Yeah, it's they're all going through. And it's some not sort a crazy long movie, yeah. too. Yeah. So to show that passage of time and that difficulty. Yeah, really no, well it done. was great. Let me ask this question before we do the ratings. Who won the ensemble? Who was your favorite character there? Uh, Liv Schreiber. Think so, I, I think because he's the one who kind of pushed them towards that. The, and my, then my they answer discovered has the changed story. over time, but he's so good in this. I agree. Yeah. What do you think, producer? Ryan? I think it was Robbie for me. Robbie? Yeah. But Stanley Tucci's really good too. And it's just, Mitch yeah, Mitch Stanley Tucci. Yeah, no, he's really good. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Takes a, it takes an outsider, right? Yeah, like it takes, takes an, an outsider. outsider. It's great. Portuguese. Yeah. They have the conversation. He's eating out of the I'm Armenian. Yeah. Outside the, uh, outside the courthouse. And I love the scene at the end where he says, keep keep doing the work. Yeah, keep yeah. Keep doing the work, Resendez. Uh, I just think he wins it ultimately. I really think he crushed it. But they're all very, very good. Yeah. They're all good, but I think ah, Lyft Driver is good. I would still watch this again. Like, I know it's a tough subject matter, but uh, we'll move on to our next segment. Uh, ratings. Uh, I kind of sat at this for a little while. I 
think I'm going to give this a really good eight and a half. I I want to give it a little bit more, but I think I need to watch it a little bit more too. Eight and a half is high. That's higher than me. (laughs) I mean, I'll put it this way. The fact fact that I watched it a couple weeks ago and then watched it right now and it still sucked me into the story. It's amazing. I think it's it's worth that eight and a half. We we talked about it before, not to cut you off, but we've talked about hard movies like 127 Hours. We at least mentioned them on the pod. These are great movies, but not rewatchable. Schindler's List. It's weirdly rewatchable, this movie, even though it's brutal subject matter. You appreciate the work that they put into it. And I think that's what kind of sells it as it being rewatchable. I'm going to give it an eight and a half. Um, I'll see how I feel in a couple of weeks because I'm still getting off that high. So (laughs) I'll I'll go next for me. Look, in 2015, this was my number one movie. I was rooting for it to win Best Picture. And you know that was hard for me because I love Matt Damon in The Martian. Yeah. And I loved a movie called Steve Jobs that we haven't done yet. Um, it's a seven and a half for me. It just, it's a, the relevance of journalism really matters to me. It's right there with all the president's men. Um, it's kind of inspirational. It's a great procedural. It's a great ensemble. And I was incredibly moved, especially with the way they ended it with the names, with 600 stories after the original story, which won the Pulitzer 249 exposed priests and a thousand plus victims, the phones ringing. I mean, if that doesn't move you, I don't know what. Yeah. All right. For me, I thought it was a great movie. Uh, even though the subject matter is really tough, I think it's a very important movie. I, I'm going to actually give it an eight and a half. Wow. I can't believe uh, I'm the lowest on spot. Yeah. <laughs> just because, <laughs> I, feel like uh, just because I, I, I am Catholic and I do feel that it is important to bring this to light. That, that we, no is one... it a movie you'd recommend to other Catholics? Am I allowed to ask yeah. that? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I think so. Because there's no point that. of, you know, shooing it under the rug because yeah. then you're kind of no, a part of the old, you know what I mean? The yeah, old problem. No, yeah. their victims sh- should not be in the darkness in, yeah. in this and bringing about change in regards to like uh, looking at it and forcing the church and forcing other people to see what turning your back on this truly Feast ends up like the epiphany yeah <laughs> yes <Yeah>. so smart <laughs> <That's> ironic so. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah i'm going to give it an eight and a half just because i, I thought it was a really good movie uh, these past couple of weeks uh when i'm sitting down to watch a movie i only watch like half an hour or an hour when i sat down to watch this i watched the whole thing all the way through good for you in one yeah. sitting better and in one sitting same same yeah. here yeah. same here and, and it, it really gripped me. i've seen it I sat it, it really gripped me even though it's a tough subject matter it, it really gripped me so uh eight and a half seems like a really fair uh well done rating. gentlemen all right so we're gonna move on to our next segment recommendations or anything you guys caught over the week or the weekend that you want to recommend or don't i'll, I'll go first on this one uh totally changed the mood here Lovecraft Country on HBO. Oh yeah, I saw it. Blow mm. your effing mind. Really? I was. Uh, it's insane. <laughs> I was kind of lukewarm towards it. Here's the thing, right? Yeah. I'm gonna explain it this way. I don't even know if I like it. This yeah. is the weird okay, part about right. it. But it's so well made. It's so odd. It's so well shot and produced. Just, an, I feel like it's automatic. Another win for HBO. It could go really badly, and I'd still watch it all the way. Yeah. I could take my eyes off of it. I don't know what was happening. I couldn't tell you what the fuck was going on, but it. I couldn't take my eyes off it. Yeah, I was a little lukewarm towards it, but I'm still going to watch it to the end because I am curious to see stay. where it we goes. We owe HBO yeah. that much. Yeah, I'm going to stick with it. Uh, anything you want to recommend, Ryan? Uh, no, honestly, no. I don't have anything to recommend. Oh, okay, this all week right. has been tough, and yeah, <laughs> that's how it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually caught two different things. So uh, Richard Jewell, I caught over on HBO Max, and I think it's uh, HBO Now, I'm too, gonna as get well. I'm going to get to that, yeah. Um, Clint Eastwood directed it. Um, man, the guy who plays Richard Jewell, he was also in Itanya. He's so good, yeah. That I love him is, in Itanya. He kills that movie. He is Steals great it. at portraying like your underachieving, overweight <laughs> Caucasian-American. The like He is from, just, uh, I know Bates, it's so right? weird, but it's like... Kathy Bates, right? Yeah, Kathy Bates is great in it, too. So it's... It's just he the guy who plays Richard Jewell in that, he's great. I want to see that guy do more stuff because he's good in it. He, we'll see more. He brings him. something more to it. Um and it's worth a watch. It's it's a quick breeze and I think it's something you can get through. 
Um, another thing I caught on HBO Max was a cartoon called Close Enough, adult animation. So any good? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, if you're a fan of regular show, uh, there's this guy named JG Quintel. Yeah, it's the same animation. Style. Yeah, same, same. So the creator of regular show, JG Quintel, actually did this show, Close okay, Enough. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, they made it in 2017, but they shelved it because TBS had canceled their animation program. And actually, oh, it was going to be on TBS. Yeah, it was going to be on TBS. Is it like an R or is it like? Uh, it's like an R. R-ish. It's not like a hard R. It's not South Park hard R, gotcha. but it's it's an R. And so. Um, but anyways, it was going to go on TBS animation, but, it, but they canceled it because, uh, basically Louis CK, he was going to have an animation show on there too, but the recent things came out about Louis CK in 2017. So they just scrapped like a bunch mm, of their animation stuff. And because nothing new is coming out, HBO max picked it up and it just got renewed for a second season. So those would be my two watches on HBO max close enough. And Richard Jewell and close isn't, enough is an easy watch. Isn't it always weird where like you take a, like a kid animator, uh, like the yeah, regular show. Yeah, or, regular show. Regular uh, show is great too. If yeah. you haven't seen it, it's but, only 12 minute episodes, no, I, but it's, I, I agree. It's great. And uh, Adventure Time, like I, yeah. there was another, so they do other cartoons in that same style, like uh, with uh, Close Enough. And yeah. uh, I think it's uh, Bravest Warriors, but they go from a PG to like an R. To an R, and yeah. It's, it's just, doesn't it just feel weird watching it? Uh, Not so much because I've watched regular show a bunch of times and there's always like a really good amount of adult humor in there that would just go over kids kids heads but it's i think it even won some awards it's a for delicate writing balance too. where yeah. you really have to sort of balance it out i think family guy sort of lost it as they started doing the goofier stuff yeah and it just you couldn't get the jokes if you were too young you know yeah. the references got to like 80s and 90s and then never grew up much. I, yeah. I think i think it's like the like seeing uh what is that sesame street and then all of a sudden seeing an r sesame street with well, the same character you have a new baby i would say it's a little out, different you but... have a new baby what shows could you watch with her like sesame street or barney are there any of those that you would actually just sit down and watch with her because you're gonna have to oh yeah i well, can still watch sesame I'm, street i'm definitely come back on hbo i watch a couple dog, episodes i watch so much wishbone and wishbone? I, yeah. yeah thundercats for sure i have I watched i have watched so much <laughs> sophia the first i've oh, seen yeah. it <laughs> I've seen it. Well, Teletubbies is five. No, no I've seen it. I, I my, with my niece, I watched uh, Doctor McStuffins. Oh, Doctor McStuffins. Oh, yeah, Doctor McStuffins. That's, yeah. that's a nice. So, that's a nice meld. <laughs> I've, I've seen Sophia the First probably about four or five different times. The entire series, all of it. Yeah, all four seasons. It, it's actually pretty good. It's not bad. Like it's actually pretty good. I've seen Teen Titans Go. I've seen all of Teen that. Oh, Teen Titans. I've seen a couple of episodes. I can't do Teen Titans. It's actually really hilarious. I bet it is, but it's no regular Teen Titans. It's not. It's not. But it's it's good. They. Dude, they did do a movie where it's uh, Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans. I yeah, I and saw it was, that. It was good. It was, <laughs> guys, I liked I'm it. gonna age myself. Yeah, but it. Muppet Babies. Yeah, Muppet no, Babies. I, I, I yeah. Muppet Muppet babies. Yeah. It's a nice balance there. Yeah, <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> I remember watching that on Nick Jr. <laughs> all right. Uh, do we know what we're doing next week do before we? we wrap up the show? Uh yeah, I think I do. All I think right. I do. Uh, we're gonna be doing a, another Netflix movie. It's gonna be Inside Man. Inside oh, Man. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Spike, Spike Lee. Lee. So. Yeah. All right, Clive Owen. All right, Ryan. Where can we find you at? Hey, Denzel. if you like listening to my voice or you just want more content, I do another podcast called Dragon Questicles. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you download podcasts. If you just want to follow me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ryan underscore dot com. That's Ryan with an I underscore D-O-T-C-O-M. You can always find me at realwatchability.com. Hit me up at Twitter at RealWatch, and it's taking the world by storm. East to West with Nick and Rob. Check it out. And we're talking flick. You can always follow us over on Twitter at flick underscore talking. And if you really like us, you can leave a rating or review. Going to rate her. At whatever podcast app you listen to, we're getting more reviews. So keep them up, guys. It's like everybody yeah, already knows the it. story. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> we get slightly better each time. Just hold out, all right? Like Remember, we five stars. Slightly. Yeah, five, five stars, stars only. Come four on. Stars. I think <laughs> I gave us four stars. Okay. How we are at 4.7. 
Nick, if I me. find yeah, out sorry, that me. that was, was because of you, I swear. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> uh, we also have Patreon. You can join any amount of money. You can get access to other content. We'll take anything. And we'll have a link in the description for everybody's stuff. Finish the show, Ryan. Hey, that was Talking Flick, and we will talk to you next week. Believe me, if it takes a village to raise a child, it takes one to abuse one. I can't think of a funny line. So There's not a funny can line. Can you insert a laugh track? Yeah. Thank no, you. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs>